Hello and welcome to Frameskip. This is your weekly dose of video game news and discussions. I'd like to time to thank you for joining us and hope you enjoy the show. I am one of your hosts, Seth Slykhouse, joined by none other than the coach, Kyle Newman. Austin died again. Austin was unfortunately um, caught in a diving accident in which he was eaten by a shark. He's in the hospital, shark and we hope he recovers uh-huh. soon. And there he is, none other than the ladies' man, Elijah Steele. Hi there. What's up, dude? Oh, nothing. Just playing with my joystick. I've got my uh, Hodus Thrustmaster flight stick in front of me. There it is, kids. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, Coach, how you been this week, buddy? Busy. Um, yeah? Yeah, because I'm doing the... Um, we're going to start... We start school next month. So in the first three weeks, the kids are going to be at the house and teachers are going to be in their classrooms. So we'll probably be doing live... Uh, lessons through teams and um, or zoom so i just need to get at least the first nine weeks in an online type of format so i've been doing that along with like monitoring my summer school stuff but um i started playing i kind of was continuing on with my um 440 days trying to get all the pokemon but I started uh, yesterday playing uh, the first Crash Bandicoot remake. And oh my God, it is so fun. I forgot how fun that series is. Yeah, and, wait until you get to the bridge to nowhere. Just wait. Yeah, I know. But uh, that's <laughs> yeah. in the first game, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I'm going through that because there's there's like a couple of things you could do. You know, you can get all the boxes and you have time trials. I'm not even going to worry about the time trials, but I'm just focusing on getting all the boxes as I go through. So it's really fun. I'm playing on PS4, which that controller, the DS4, where the D-pad is, it's perfect for that game. All right. Yep. Anything else? That's about it. All right, man. Elijah, what about you? Uh, nothing much. I've just been playing a ton of The Last of Us 2. Okay. What um, do you think? I'm, I'm going to try and do this as spoiler-free as possible. The, I will say the leaks were correct in the story beats that it put out there, but I completely understand the people who are saying reading those does not mean anything because I think the story in this game is handled incredibly well. Uh, I am actually kind of astonished to be completely honest. Um, the gameplay is very much like the gameplay of the first one, just with a few added little things here and there. Uh, I really want to give credit to the accessibility options it has, and I know you will hear this from everyone else who ever talks about the game, but it really is astounding when you start the game up and it's like, all right, let's make sure you have everything set how you want it. And there are like four pages of accessibility options that you can go through. Um... One of them even, which I'm going to do for my second playthrough, there's a contrast kind of thing for listen mode. And so when you use it, anything of importance will light up, whether it be an enemy, uh, uh, an ally, there'll be two different colors. But then also it'll light up collectibles, which I think is really cool. The one person who works at Naughty Dog said she was able to beat the entire game just by listening to it. 
by turning on the sound accessibility options. Wait, you tell tell me that you can play it blind? Yes, like that is how crazy accessible this game is. No way, dude. No uh, way. This, the I guess there's this one site that rates like accessibility options in games, and this is the only game to ever receive a perfect ten out of ten. Like apparently it is that insane. Like how deep this goes. Which I think is just awesome because it means anybody who wants can play it. And you know me, Trophy Hunter. I played through the first game on Grounded a couple times between PS3 and PS4. And it sucks because it's just it's so incredibly hard. Um but this game, like even trophy wise, you there's no difficulty trophies. It's all just play the game have fun question mark it's not the game is fun to play but it's not a fun game for story reasons um which i think is a major part of this i think this game is going to be a giant leap in the definition of art in games and does a video game need to be fun just like you know does a book need to be or a book or a movie need to be entertaining um can they be good without being like you had fun the entire time? And well, I, think, I think there's there's two different things, right? Entertaining and fun are very different. Exactly. They, they do need to be entertaining, but I don't think they need to be fun. But I'm not going to play a game that's not fun. But uh, I think the big like the gameplay is fun, but the story isn't fun. If that makes sense, like it is a very like it is a depressing story. And well, yeah, I mean, and, and I respect your opinion on the story. I don't agree, though. I don't agree that the story is good. I don't agree that it's well written. I think I think there's a massive you problem. You haven't the played the game, though. That's the problem. I've I've watched the game. I, like, I, I have, though. Like, like you've watched I've through watched, the entire game. Uh, I, would, I would say the, almost the entire thing. Yeah, the majority of it. OK, I've seen I was going to say, I know almost the entire thing. I know people who have said they watched the ending. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Everyone I, I know did that... watch the ending. But after I watched the ending, I also I, I've been following this so closely because I just am so passionate about it because I, I like the first one so much. And I, I've been following this story so closely for, for months now um, that, yeah, I've watched people play the game. I've watched a whole bunch of Twitch streamers. I w- the, the community is so split on this game. It and I, really I'm, definitely on the, I'm definitely on the side that thinks that they made it a massive like this is massively disappointing to me. And I, I don't and I can I can totally get that. Like I like seeing things that happened. My side is wow, I can't believe they pulled this off this good, but I can also totally understand people not liking the way things are done in the game. I yeah, like, I mean like yeah. like Angry Joe and PewDiePie both feel the same way. Internet historian has a hilarious stream where like he, he internet historian like if you're looking for like an objective stream don't watch internet historian stream but it is hilarious like like every like he puts um like neil like directed by neil Druckmann pop up on the screen like every five seconds and like just like 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 little like uh, drawings of of the like the controversial scenes and whatnot that pop up um it's really funny but yeah man i just don't i don't want to play a game in which the whole purpose of the game is to like make the make the player feel terrible about themselves. Have you beaten it yet? No, I'm a little over halfway through. Okay. So you, you haven't seen the ending then? No, there, okay. there is a major, major thing that happens halfway through the game. I think, you know, we all here pretty much know about it, but, um, I, I got through that whole thing and whew, let me tell you, but yeah, like my entire Twitter feed is a mixture of the last of us two is the greatest game I've ever played. And, Wow, I did not like that. 
Yeah, did you what? Did you see the uh, Korean streamer that pulled out his copy of the game and cut it with scissors? No, I didn't. He beat it? Yeah, it's pretty funny. He after he uh, beats the game, he doesn't say a word. He just presses the eject button on his PlayStation, pulls it out, and takes scissors out and cuts it in half. Like the the ending is also very controversial because oh, I think yeah, the, en- the the ending to me was even more offensive than the moment you're talking about earlier because. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but it was just like, it felt like a slap in the face to, to the player to me. And I just I don't want to support that. I, I don't like that type of content. Like, like I said a few weeks ago, it feels very much like The Last Jedi to me. Um, I and, and it may be a little differently. Like, like, I don't know, like like the ending doesn't screen The Last Jedi so much as like the, the, the big turning point that we're talking about. But the the whole ending, it just it, I, I, when I watch because I watched the ending before I watched like the middle of it. And I'm like. God, this just seems like it was all wasted. Like the the whole everything was wasted. I, I was uh, talking to Coach before we started, and you know, I was saying I am going to do a video once I have it beaten. Everything I'm going to do a like spoiler video on my thoughts on the game and everything about that. Uh, I'm I'm excited to beat it. Uh, it is a game I noticed I can't sit there and play for hours on end. But it is a game I will constantly like I'll play for like two hours and then take a break. And after like 10 minutes, I'm like, can't stop thinking about Last of Us 2. So it's a game I can't sit there and play for long periods of time, but I will play in chunks throughout. the Like I played like seven hours the other day. Yeah. Which is as much as I game. I hardly ever play that much in a day. I mean, like, I, I respect the point that like video games don't have to be fun. You know, but I, I I genuinely disagree with it. Like I I, I see where they're coming from. Um, I just disagree. Like I'm not I'm not jumping in and playing a game when it's not fun for me. I felt the same way about Death Stranding. Like there was a whole bunch of articles that came out about Death Stranding too. Like oh, video games don't need to be fun. And I was like, the, the people writing these are, are my enemy. Here is <laughs> I, I agree with you, Death Stranding. And here's the big difference with me between these two games as to why I really like Last of Us Two. And got very bored with Death Stranding. I think the story... And, you know, we just talked about this. To me, the story in Last of Us 2 is very good. To the point where it's pushing me through. Like, I, I want to see the next thing. I have to see what happens next. And with Death Stranding, I didn't have that. Either it was like, okay, I'm kind of interested in what's going to happen next. Now I'll take the three hours it takes to just keep tripping over things as I try to get to my next objective. And yeah, that, that, well, that just wasn't fun at all. Uh, I at yeah. least... I, I do have fun. I'm not going to say the last of us gameplay is amazing or anything, but I do enjoy it. So it, it's easy for me to like stay in there, keep going, keep moving. Oh, Death Stranding was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, like for me, it, it's very disappointing, you know, for me because I didn't really like Uncharted 4 that much. And, you know, I, I really am not interested in playing the last of us too. I'm very disappointed in that. So it's, it's, it's rough for me because there was a point where I would have said naughty dog is the best studio in the industry. And I just don't feel that way anymore about them. Um, I actually I agree know. with you uncharted with uncharted four. I think yeah. it's easily the worst uncharted, but I've, the thing I find interesting is I think lost legacy is the best uncharted. Oh, see, I haven't played lost legacy because I was so it, disappointed uncharted four. And, and yeah, I could totally get that. If I were in your position, I would have probably done it too. I enjoyed Uncharted 4 enough that with Lost Legacy, I was I was interested in it. And it actually was very good. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the bad guy. Like, they, they gave him a good arc. They did a lot of great 
with Lost Legacy, which confused me why I, I didn't like fourth as much. Well, I think the for me the story and progression in four was just rough. You know, yeah. it felt like you could definitely tell it felt like two completely different games. You had Amy Henning's game and then Neil Druckmann's game. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before and I'll say it over and over again. Nadine adds nothing to that story. No, she, she felt very out of place in Uncharted four. I and was just that, about to say that same. Thing. Yeah. And it, it, she, it, you could definitely tell she was a character added in last minute um see here's but the thing also was, like, like like sorry go ahead no i was gonna say was she added in last minute or was she originally in the game and like was a like main point of it so and that's why she was in to begin with and then once changes were made they decided not to have her be that main character but for some reason just didn't take her out of the game I mean, it could you know have been either mean? or. Yeah, I, I completely see what you're saying yeah. with that. Um, I see what you're saying, too. My my thing is with the story of Uncharted 4 is the bait and switch constantly. And that, that really God, yeah. frustrated me, man, because like they were like, oh, cause I, I, I'm sorry. I can't remember the exact plot of Uncharted 4. It's been probably, what, four years now? At least. But um, it was constantly like, oh, we're going to go here. The treasure is here. And then it's not there. Oh, oh but it's, here's it's the, the clue. Yeah, yeah, it's in the next place. And you're just constantly it, it, it used to, it, like. 10 hours in, it gets exhausting. I'm like, all right, guys, like, come on. But so which one did Amy do? She didn't wait. She, she worked on half of Uncharted 4 before she was okay. mysteriously and, gone well, from the company. Two? Was two yeah. her other one? Because I was gonna I say, so. Two's my favorite. Two, oh, two's mine as well. Because I want to say Neil and Bruce were one and three, and Amy was two and four. Yeah. Two and half of four. Yeah. And I, I just think that um, the ones that Amy worked on were far superior than. Um, I, I, the ones Neil worked on. I will say though, I love the final boss fight of four. I will give it that credit. I know I'm like the only person who does, but I absolutely um, loved that boss fight. I didn't hate it. I thought like uh, once again, Nadine's part in the final part of the game just comes out of nowhere, and I, and, and it just seems well, completely useless. The problem with Nadine and kind of mini spoilers because she's such a minor character in the end. Anyhow, the whole point is throughout the, the entire game, the builder up is. Oh, she has this big army that is being supplied to the bad guy. And then near the end of the game, she's like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore and leaves. Yeah, and it's like, very strange. What? Okay. Yeah. That's why I said it's not even a major spoiler because it, it, it has no point in the plot. So Yeah, like, like I don't know, man. It was very strange. But um, and, and like her in Lost Legacy, know. it gives her a lot more personality, a lot more character, a lot more backstory. That's why at the end of Lost Legacy, I'm like, oh, she's actually a cool character. Still doesn't mean anything about her in 4. Does it take place before or after 4? Uh, good question. I'm trying to remember. Because Chloe's in, it's Chloe's yes. main character. In yeah, Lost it's Chloe and Nadine are the main characters in Lost Legacy. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I want to say it's before 4. Okay. Um, well, let's move on, though. Well, I have one more question for Go ahead, Elijah. Yes. Elijah, tell us about your new hat that you got. The fedora. Yo, I have for a while now. I'm like, I wonder what I would look like in a fedora, and I just never could pull the trigger because I'm like, that's a lot of money. I don't want to spend. And then the other day at work, I was scanning out an order, and I'm like, why is there a fedora on this order? Oh, we sell them now. And I looked it up. And I'm like, cool, they're seven bucks. I'm grabbing myself a fedora, and I yeah, love I it. Say, I love it. They're not, even gonna they're not that expensive, but I thought I, they I, were much more than that. I can't get behind the fedora, Elijah. I'm sorry. 
Oh, uh, you rock it good though, Elijah. Thank you. The pictures I saw, you rock it good. I actually like. We know I don't have the highest opinion of myself. I actually think I look good in it, which is kind of amazing. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, I guess I haven't talked about what I've been playing this you week. I've been talking. I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends still with my buddies on my yeah, days buddy. off, and then also uh, Fallout Four. I wanted to start playing Fallout Four because we were talking about the Fallout universe uh, in stream one night, and I was like, you know what? Let me give that a shot. So, um, so Fallout Four, I played back. I think it was 2016 as well when Fallout Four came out. But uh, I played like like five hours. It had 2015, been November 2015. 10th, 2015. Okay. Um. I played like five hours of it and I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Like the, 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 the game did not speak to me at all. I've put about 24 hours, maybe 25 hours in the fall four now on stream, almost all on stream. And I will, I will say this. It is by far way worse than fallout three. Okay. Oh it yes. is not, not even close, but there is something there that I think makes it re- redeemable um i'm not quite sure what it is it, it's hard to wrap my my mind around it um i, I do keep coming back and like playing and i think that the world is kind of fun i just keep constantly comparing it to the experience i had in fallout 3 um, which is one of my favorite games of last generation and i just it, it's very hard to be excited when i'm playing it um i think one of the biggest problems in fallout 4 is the settlement building oh god yeah uh, thankfully, because dude, it's way too much. It, it there's, is. There's like, there's like ten settlements you're expected to take care of in the game, and the, the game becomes constantly about taking care of them. Thankfully, there's a mod on PC that I got that allows the settlers to build their own settlements and kind of take care of themselves. Oh, cool. You, just, That's you awesome. just check in once in a while. Yeah, they they continuously upgrade the settlements, and um, you just you have to sacrifice one of your allies to take care of them. So like like the main settlement, the sanctuary that you go to originally, which is your hometown, um. It's like it's like built into this giant towering city at this point in the game because I put twenty five hours and they've just been constantly building nonstop. They go in, they go out in the world and find the settlers will go out in the world and find their own resources and bring it back. It's way it's better cool. than the, the the way the way the game was originally run. It's an extremely powerful mod. Um, I, I'm very impressed by it, but it's it's made the game a lot easier for me to just sit back and like go and focus on the story and do side quests and whatnot because I'm not constantly being berated by like oh. The settlement's in danger. It needs your help. I'm like, no, they have 15 turrets in the front. They're going to be fine. Um, so that that that's that's pretty cool. I'm getting to the point in the game now where I, I can honestly give my opinions on it, to which I, I didn't think I could give them back then when the Fallout 4 first came out. Um, it's fine. It's a good game. It's fine, though. Like, it, it's not it's not blowing me away, but I'll complete it on stream. Um, it's it's people... not a bad game, but it's... When you look at the other games in the series, it is nowhere even remotely compared. To yeah, them. it's very much a disappointment. And I would say, I don't know if you guys agree, but like this was the first Bethesda Softworks game that I played that really disappointed me. And it, they have not recovered from that since. I, I, really? I don't think. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like this game, though. I think the main consensus is they like it, but it's not nearly as good as their other ones you gotta remember their game before this was skyrim mm-hmm. you know skyrim and new vegas and fallout 3 and oblivion and Morrowind. for a while there you know bethesda just could not do wrong what's like they, the they next heavy game because they're doing a game before skyrim the next skyrim what is starfield it? okay yeah Starfield. um which we know nothing about nope i actually have been talking about this game quite a bit with my friends 
I think this game is going to either get delayed until after the next Elder Scrolls game, or it's going to get canceled. And here's why. Because I think Fallout 76 was such a blunder. I mean, it, it is. There, there's no denying that they, they completely fumbled the ball with Fallout 76. I think when you look at Elder Scrolls, that is a guaranteed bag of money for Bethesda. And it is going to just push money into their business for years and years and years to come, just like Skyrim did, if they do it right, which they will. I mean, I, I have no... I, I have no uh, inclination to believe that they're going to ruin the next Elder Scrolls game. I don't see them starting a new product because the risk is so great to put out Starfield before Elder Scrolls. Because if Starfield comes out and people don't take to it, the sales are going to suffer and their business is going to suffer. But if they do Elder Scrolls first, if they put Elder Scrolls out first before Starfield, they th- there is 100% guaranteed going to be a massive influx of money that they can then divert to Starfield. And I think if, if I was them, if I was a manager there, I would say, hey, listen, we're going to delay Starfield until after Elder Scrolls. That, that makes more sense to me, especially because they need a lot of community support right now, especially because they're in, because of the fumble of Fall 76, which, which completely ruined their image of, of their community. Um, Fall 76 was just, you know, obviously we don't need to talk about it anymore. It's just, it was a massive disappointment for everybody involved. So um, I can, I can definitely see Starfield getting delayed until after Elder Scrolls or canceled. But um, that's all I've been playing this week. Before we jump into the news, uh, um, we are about a week and a half removed from the PlayStation 5 reveal. Yes, we are. And I wanted to check to check in with you guys. How are you feeling about the PS5 at this point? We've gotten a few more trickles of information. Things have been more clear. How do you feel about the PlayStation 5 at this point? I am personally feeling really good about it, especially as we get confirmations that even more games are going to be by the PS4 version. You automatically have the PS5 version. And one thing that especially me being I purchase physical games is like, for example, EA straight up said, if you buy it physically, you'll still get the PS5 version as long as you put it in the console. Um, I think that's great that a bunch of these companies are doing it for both consoles. It, it needs to be done. And God, the games just look so good. Yeah, I watched. Um, so I thought they looked really good. I thought, I'm fumbling over my words tonight. I thought they looked really good during the stream, but obviously streams are extremely compressed and mm-hmm. um, pixelated. When I looked at like the HD streams on YouTube, massive difference, massive, massive difference. I mean, I thought they looked good before, but when you, when you're able to see like all the particle effects mm-hmm. and um, ray tracing and stuff like that, man, it's a big deal. It makes a huge difference. I uh, watched it first on my phone at work and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh wow, these games look good, but more so in like, I would I would play this game. This looks like a game I will have fun playing. Then when I got home, I popped on my 4K TV and watched some of the 4K trailers. I'm like, oh, my God. There's huge difference. Oh, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank is, is the game I'm looking forward to most. Um, and I'm really, really excited for it. Now, I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but I didn't catch it at first. But uh, they were talking about it on Sacred Symbols this week. It appears that um, Grand Theft Auto Five 
is going to have an exclusive version on PlayStation Five. Did you? Did you? I, I completely missed this. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, hey, we're you know we're, you're going to be able to play Grand Theft Auto Five on PS Five, you know your PS Four version. But it, it seems like they're actually going to create a, a PS Five version of the game. Now this is this is significant because does that mean that GTA Five, the PS Four version? will not work in the PS5 at launch. See, here is the thing I was wondering, because I I, I had the feeling from the beginning, it's like, oh, they're coming out with PS5 and Xbox Series X versions. I, I would think that it would still work fine, because, you know, this PS5 version is going to come with, almost guaranteedly, some extra stuff added in, whether right. it even be just extra bs missions and such but it will have some extra stuff but at the same time honestly i wouldn't put it past rockstar to have it not work yeah i know i feel the same way what i'm hoping is that what this is is a version for the people that don't have it already on ps4 and it's just you can play either one you know don't don't worry about it if you already have it just put your ps4 version in but if you don't have the ps4 version here we're selling it also on ps5 that's what I'm hoping because it, 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 dude, if they purposefully skip backwards compatibility, um, in order to sell another copy on PS5, that's a pretty scummy move. I don't like that. At I all. completely agree with that. That, yeah, that should not be how it is. Yeah. Hopefully, it's just like a download patch or something like that. You know. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you feel with the PS5 at this point, Coach? Well, uh, I'm conflicted. I'm always conflicted. I'm not gonna buy. I'm gonna buy. I'm not gonna buy. I really like the Ratchet and Clank. I really, really like that a lot. Um, the the one from 2016 is amazing. So, 100% agreed. Yes. Um, but we didn't really get any concrete dates as far as day one release. So that kind of concerns me. But I don't know. It's up in the air. I'll talk about it later. It's up in the air what I want to get this year. So it's either going to be... PS5 and whatever game, you know, hopefully Ratchet or I'll tell you in a bit. All right. Sounds good. Um, For me personally with the PS5, I'm like coach. I keep flip flopping back and forth whether I want it or not. The big thing for me is going to be release date and price. I think, you know, um, I'm really, really happy, as I've said before in this podcast, with my PS4 Pro. Like, I, I really don't need upgrade. I feel pretty good about it. Um, Cyberpunk is coming out, though. It just got delayed. Um, we, just real quick, it just got delayed for two months, which is fine. Take the time. Make it great, you know. Um, but I do kind of want to play that game at the highest possible fidelity possible. You know, like... I really, really want to play Cyberpunk in like 4K and explore mm-hmm. that world in the best way possible. And if it's going to run better on PS5, I might just dip in for a PS5 then and just, you know, I have the money. I can do it. It's just that, like, do I really need it? You know, because I remember very, very clearly, I think I said this last week, when the PS4 came out, there really wasn't a whole lot to do on it for the first six months to a year. I mean, I, I played Final Fantasy 14 on it most of that whole time. And I think GTA five, did we agree? It came out in the first year as well. Uh, I think, G- I think that I want to say that came out in like September, 2014. 
Okay, so, so it was like wild. later was in the wild. year. Yeah, it was a while. Um, Infamous was really good. I'm still mad that Sony has let Infamous die. Um, I remember Killzone being really good up until the god awful ending of Killzone. We don't like talk about the ending. I I adore that game so much, and that game just doesn't have an ending. Nah, dude, it like, just doesn't exist. Worst endings of all time in video game history. So Killzone. Bad. Killzone Shadowfall is is probably right at the top for me. <laughs> like, and it, that, that game's ending is so terrible. It helped kill that series for me, and that was legitimately one of my favorite video game series. Yeah, I agree. Like, like Killzone's awesome. I never played three because I I played the intro and I didn't I didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling it, but I, th- I loved one and two. And then Shadowfall was great until the ending in the weird post credit mission that happened as well. I don't even remember. Like, did you ever play the Vita one? No. That is actually my favorite Killzone game. I've heard it's really good. It, it, like it, you know, you would always hear about the Vita. Oh, it has like PlayStation Three like stuff, but you know, it never really did. It legitimately looked better than Killzone Three. Oh, really? Yes. It like wow. it was. It's it's probably still the most gorgeous game on the Vita. That's awesome. Like it I mean, shouldn't people... run on that thing. <laughs> because after Uncharted: Golden Abyss, which I was not a fan of, um. I kind of used my Vita exclusively for PS1 games on it and in the RPGs. Like I played Chrono Cross on it. Um, I played Final Fantasy Tactics for the first time on it. But the Vita really didn't have a whole lot for me. Um, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the games that that they were putting on Vita, and I really wish that Sony would have just buckled down and supported it because I really wanted to love that system, and it just did not get the support necessary to survive from Sony. They tried it first, and then once the 3DS started eating their lunch, I feel like they just kind of gave up on it. I, I want you to think of something. The Vita lived for seven years. Yeah. PlayStation Move is going to remain living still because it's going to be usable on the PlayStation 5 with PSVR. Yeah, it's very strange. PlayStation like, Move like... is still alive, but the Vita is not. It's very strange, PlayStation Move, because you would have imagined they would have created newer controllers for the VR. Yeah. But they didn't. No. Um, and they still use the micro usb to charge uh mini usb actually oh was it mini i oh yeah it's mini My... usb it's, it's a fat one yeah I, I i always get the names of micro and mini mixed up yeah yeah um so it's like the really old one that ps3 yeah. controllers use to charge yep which is like out we're, of control like we're come gonna on guys plug it in mini usb cables to our playstation 5 to charge our move controllers I had a fifteen dollar knockoff camera in two thousand seven that used mini USB cables. Like, the, the, we're in old territory now. Like, they, like pretty much classic game um, territory. But, but the Vita they killed. That, yeah. that's just what gets to me. Which what's really strange is that there's a lot of advancements in VR technology, and a lot of them have come in the controllers um, when it comes to VR. Um, like, for instance, the Oculus Quest has controllers that have a ring around them and they can detect your finger movements um not just when you press the buttons but when you move your fingers around and stuff and that's really cool and psvr seems to be a little bit behind the curve when it comes to things like that i Um, i think one of the biggest problems and, and not even just with the controllers having the like sensing like that is psvr using only one camera that's like i i absolutely love psvr i adore it but there are times like, man, I wish it had another, like, give it like a 20 foot cable and a second camera to hook up behind you. Do yeah, 360 stuff. That would be great. Um, That's why the Quest is so good, man. Yep. The Quest is its own standalone. It's got cameras on the outside. 
And it's really, it's really cool in that aspect because, you know, like for the Vive, for instance, you have to have cameras mounted in your house. Um, and I think you can get cameras for Oculus Quest as well, but I'm not positive about that. I think you can because I think they're the yeah. uh, ones that go with the normal Oculus, but they're usable yeah. with Quest as well. Um, but I'm really excited. I didn't know. I can't believe I didn't know this. You guys informed me that I can get a cable for my Quest yep. that basically turns it into an Oculus S. I think yes. it, it, we said it's what eighty dollars. Yeah, something the, like that. Um, for the first party is yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm absolutely going to do that. That is awesome. I can't wait for that. Like, because there's so many games that aren't supported by the Quest that mm-hmm. that the S does support. And like, like for instance, um, the the melee combat game, Blade and Sorcery, is that it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that, dude, that right. game is awesome. Yeah, that game is awesome, and I want to play it really bad. But the the Quest never supported it, you know. Um. And like I think Half Life Alex is, is yes. also supported by S as well, right? Yes, it is. So like like there's a lot of cool stuff that I want to play on the on the Quest, but I can't. So I'm, so, I'm really excited to get that. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of research on uh, the last couple weeks on <clears throat> the Rift S versus the Quest, and the thing about the Rift S is Oculus doesn't support that as much anymore. But the the Quest that's their future, so there's always updates to it. Mm-hmm. So that is the that's the VR that I'm going to get. The Quest is awesome. I really, really recommend it, especially now that you can get that cable. Right. Um, so with the cable, though, what you could do is it's like the modding scene is we're, we're back in the mid to late 90s PC gaming when, you know, there were mods for Doom and all that stuff. Those same mods now are being done on the uh, – on the Oculus Quest. So now you could play original Doom, original Half-Life, VR. And it's legit too. It's not just, uh, they go all out. Like these modders are, the modding scene for VR on PC is amazing. And it was, it was the the only thing I was, the reason why I was choosing the Rift S is because I want to be able to play those games VR. But now that the Quest can with that link, and they come in, um, they're in stock a lot more because Oculus cares about that. They, they, The Rift S hasn't been in stock for a long time, and I would be surprised if it ever is again. But, um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to go with that and definitely play the new Vader game and also Half-Life uh, Alex. you know. The Vader game is absolutely amazing. It does not look like your average Quest game. They've done a really, really good job with, um, with the graphics in that game. The one thing that really bothers me about um, modern day VR, current VR, is the teleporting. I really hate it. Um, the Quest is more functional in that way because it does give you like a barrier and you can walk around in your barrier that you set by yourself. Um, the one thing that like I, I do find is very strange about the, the Quest, though, is I think because of the barrier and your ability to walk around... I, Elijah, you might be able to, to talk this. I get a sense of disconnection from reality when I'm playing my quest for a long time. Yes. And I, and I take it off. And when I'm walking around in the, in the real world, it still feels like I'm in a video yes. game. Do you, yes. I, you, you get that same that sensation, completely. Elijah. And like, do you, I, I don't know if you get the same thing, but like if I've been playing VR for a while, when I first take it off, do you remember those days you would sit and play Guitar Hero for a while and then you'd turn your head away from the screen and like your entire vision would like move yeah. as if it was, 
it's it's kind of that in a different way like when i take vr off and it feels weird like it in a way doesn't feel like i'm in vr anymore because like oh it feels so different from what i was just in but at the same time feels like you still are yeah for me it's it's very much a disconnection from reality and honestly like it's a little scary i don't know if i like that that part of vr um, this much because i did do um a, a research paper from for my game design classes in college um and i do believe that video games do not cause violence right but when they did tests my, my research paper was about the um mental effects of vr when they did tests on people in vr it was a completely different scenario. Um, their psyche was getting impacted way more with VR. Um, specifically, Resident Evil 7 was the one that um, seemed seemed to really impact people's psyche with, with oh, VR. Um, and I think that that is approaching dangerous territory and it's a little scary to me but i'm still in all in on vr until there's there's you know some horror stories about people like losing their minds from it uh, i'm in but i will say guys i don't think i have let me look at my google docs real quick um Austin can edit this out but i don't think i have that research paper anymore i, I would like to link it to you guys if i could yeah if you like, do find it let me know i'm very curious but um, it, it, it it is um it is something that needs to be talked about. Now, this was also, you know, four or five years ago. Um, but it, it, it's very interesting because when I do use the, the quest for a long time, I notice I feel a disconnection from reality when I take it off. Mm-hmm. I do, too. So that that is a little scary to me. That, Interesting. That, that's yeah. specifically why I uh, like when I play VR. I do specifically try to play for like an hour max before taking like a 15, 20 mm-hmm. minute break just to kind of let everything sit in again, you know, get out, wrap my head around things and that I absolutely love and adore VR and I will play it for like eight hours a day if, if, if there's a game good enough. But in that eight hours, I will take eight to 10 rests. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to see what you think about VR when you, when you get it, Coach, because, like I said, it, it is a really interesting experience. Um, but talking about VR, let's talk about Star Wars Squadrons, right? Because this is your topic of the week. So hit me with some Star Wars Squadrons information. Oh, boy. Okay. So here's the thing. When, when we first got the teaser, everyone's saying, okay, it's a spiritual successor to rogue squadron this has nothing to do with rogue squadron the gameplay is totally different rogue squadron is arcade this is going to be more simulation okay uh and also it seems like it's all going to be in first person so cockpit view and what essentially they said it is the spiritual successor to is the tie fighter and x-wing games Okay. Which so, and I haven't amazing. played those. Yeah. Ne- neither have I. I've just heard nothing but good about them. Right. And and I'm okay with that. I mean, everyone knows who knows me that in the gaming arena uh, knows that Rogue Squadron's my my that's my jam. That's my number one jam is the four games from Factor Five. So this blew me away after I accepted the fact, like, okay, this isn't Rogue Squadron. Then when I got to the point of 
okay, this is going to be first person only. Then I'm like, okay, that's when I started researching VR because this game, you're going to want to play in VR. If you can, I agree. Mm-hmm. you I will agree. want to play because being in first person mode on your monitor or on your TV is going to be a little rough because it's easier to control in third person view when you have a controller. Mm-hmm. So, um, once we got to the actual reveal, reveal, um, not just the teaser, but the reveal at first, I was a little concerned because the beginning part was again, just all like, um, it wasn't gameplay footage. Then they started showing the gameplay footage and what you're going to be doing. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. However, I have never, ever seen a tie bomber move the way they do in there. And I know it's video and everything like that, but I hope they stay true to what the ships are. Tide bombers are slow. They're, they're not, they don't move, you know, and this is just being me and be me being nitpicking. Um, but this is what I'm debating. You know, do I get a PS five at the end of the year, or do I get the Oculus quest with the cable link and then get Star Wars Squadrons on PC, of course. So, and right now I'm leaning more towards um, Squadrons only because now I could be, I could fly an X-Wing, you know? And it's yeah. not just going to be a quick demo, you know? And at first, like I said, when when we first got the teaser, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and play the flying missions in Battlefront 2, but it has nothing to do with, the the mechanics of Battlefront Two no. because Battlefront Two I would play in third person you know um, there will be multiplayer which looks like good but there's also going to be um, single player which is where you would play to get better what it sounds to me like is the main crux of the game is going to be multiplayer um, it's just single player will essentially be like here's where you can get a feeling like it's going to have a story. But here's where you're going to get a feeling of the different ships and everything like that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm so fired up. I'm so motivated for this. But every once in a while, when I get motivated for a game, it turns out like crap. So. Yeah. And with EA, you never know these days with their Star Wars, huh? Yeah. So not sure about the, uh, it's $40. So that kind of concerns me because, you know, EA and their microtransactions. So, uh, they they did state um, the game isn't going to have any microtransactions, but a CA we're talking about. Well, I think yeah, they don't they don't want to relive that, you know, like like that, that Battlefront two really damaged. I think the big thing is because it's Star Wars, and with what happened with Battlefront two, I wouldn't wonder if they're not allowed to have microtransactions. Well, yeah, maybe Disney say, you know what, enough of this. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder if that's why. What what I get out of it is. Yeah, it's going to be a $40 game. It is going to be smaller in scale than like Battlefront 2, which had, I'm going to guess Battlefront 2's campaign might even be longer than this one. Um, And there's like a lot more going on in Battlefront 2's multiplayer and everything. This is a smaller scale game, which I'm completely okay with because what this is was everything I liked about Battlefront, which was like the the flight combat everything like, that was my favorite part of battlefront and battlefront 2 and now we're getting a game based around that my favorite thing i've ever played in vr was that vr mission in star wars battlefront 1 because it was like holy crap i'm flying an x-wing and now i get to fly an a-wing and a tie fighter 
and the A-Wing is my favorite ship. I'm just going to put that out there. It's my favorite ship in Star Wars. Um, like, we get to fly all these different ships in VR and using a joystick. It's going to be so fun. Uh, and it sounds like there's even raids in the game, essentially. You can either do uh, against CPU or against enemies, but it's basically a raid, which is awesome. Yeah, and the thing is, is what I hope is that for two to three years that the developers, you know, they they keep the game alive. Because what's the one way that they could just kill the game is by not adding content. Not doing anything, it. yep. Whether it's multiplayer or single player. You See, know, actually, I would I would rather them just release everything they possibly can at once instead of adding content to the game later on. Give us a two-year experience, right, of just just give us everything from Endor to Hoth to the the battles in the prequels to the battles in the sequels like give us a two-year experience until the next big star wars game comes out give us uh, everything that we can possibly want to do in in the star wars squadrons so it takes place on table. right it takes place after return of the jedi mm-hmm. yeah but is that just the story or they added they're adding in battles from other times i'm assuming, right, right? No. and and here's two things that i want i want the hoth level from rogue squadron and I want the Death Star trench run. Oh, that would be amazing. No, Elijah, were you just about to say they're they're not adding in levels from different? I times? no, I th- I think it's all just like it's all that era, the like those ships. Like I think it all, even the multiplayer stuff, all takes place in that after Return Wait. Jedi timeline. Well, I mean, we're talking about like a very specific. It's just post Episode Six. I do is what you're saying. You don't think there's any episode four, episode five context? I think it's a massive mistake. I, I don't think there is. Wow. I, 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 I hope that. they do because imagine playing the battle over Geonosis from episode three. And how freaking awesome would that be, dude? Even if it's just single player, but a 20 minute level where you start, you're in a Jedi uh, starfighter and you're going through taking out the, uh, the droids. And uh Yeah. I was going to say something I would be okay with is maybe next year or that release another one. That's all like it has story and like multiplayer and everything. And it's all uh, like prequel stuff because let's be real. The best part of the prequels were like the space battles and everything. Let, let me, let me pilot those. The battles, I, would, I would argue. Okay. Like their battles. I'll give you that one. Let, let me pilot one of those droid starfighters. That'd be awesome. The joint so, <laughs> so, I mean, like at the end of episode one, you know, when they're going up against the trade federation ship, you know, that could be a level. Okay. What's our objective. We got to take out that, um, that trade federation starship that's orbiting and we're going to have all the trade, you know, the, the droids coming after us. So there's just so much that they could do. You could play a level, um, where you're in the uh, Millennium Falcon from Empire Strikes Back, where you have to get away from a squad of ties and you're going through an asteroid field, you know? Man, I'm just, I'm just reminded how good Fallen Order was because God, this just, so this whole talk has just reminded me that Fallen Order explained why the ships looked so much better in the prequels than they did in the, in, in the original trilogy because they, they were the, the um, empire was tearing them all down. Mm-hmm. Remember that, that whole scene that oh, explains, it, it explains why 
ever that was the biggest question everyone had with the prequels was why does it look so good and the fallen order finally explained that which george lucas did not do um for some reason but yeah man the fallen order was great i can't like like i wasn't gonna get this until i found out it was coming to pc and vr and i think now that um I, I know i can get a cable I'm, I'm probably gonna get this oh yeah definitely and you know what's cool about that opening scene in jedi fallen order is i just sit there and look out you mm-hmm. know because i love everything about the clone wars era i love i love the the precursors to the uh the star destroyers um and you're climbing on one just move it around and so when you're inside it's like damn you know this these were in flight you know these were going light speed and then you see the walkers and and that whole opening scene just looked gorgeous and i'm yep. like whoa i could just be i could just play this level for a couple hours just messing around looking when the 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 separatist starship when it when they drop it in there i was like wow that it was just it's stuff like that that just blows me away and um I don't know. I'm really looking forward to this more than I am the PS5. And so I'm I'm leaning more like right now the Oculus whoa, Quest. Whoa, 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 hold up. I'm watching the gameplay trailer right now. Did I just see Hera in yes. the gameplay trailer? Not only did you see Hera, but you also saw um Aiden Versio, her daughter's in it too. Ooh. This takes place post episode 6. That's a big deal, man. Yes. So they are they are keeping it within the web of you know the expanded universe. They're using characters that we know. Um, Wedge is in there. Uh, there's a I don't know if he's going to be playable, but there was a scene where he's in there. So Wedge is in there, and uh, oh so yeah, that trailer. God. Yeah. So help me God, if I cannot play as Luke Skywalker in this game just for fun, I, I will throw a riot, man. I don't know. I, I need- I need to play as Luke Skywalker. I need like just let me get some good gameplay as Luke Skywalker for Christ's sakes, EA. Just do it. Battlefront what, 2 sucks. One thing that sounds cool, uh, what they said, and this is one of the things that came from the whole uh, idea of it being more of a spiritual successor to the X-Wing and TIE Fighter series, is they said it's gonna be a lot more almost like management while you're playing. He's like, do you want to have your shields at full power or like your thrusters at full power right. or shields or weapons, stuff like that. And trying to manage all that while fighting and everything. And it just sounds so cool. And I love that aspect because as much as I like the like easy, just get in and shoot stuff. I, I love this whole idea. Like you said before, of it being much more simulation. Dude, I just really wish that they would add in custom, flight decks for this game make them four hundred dollars i'll buy it man oh i would too i swear to god i'll put that money down for a vr experience with a with a like a flight deck controller to play star wars squadrons i don't even like flight simulators i absolutely abhor them but give me this experience for god sakes god what was what was that xbox a steel battalion, steel so battalion? Yeah, about- i want that so bad <laughs> yes i want I'll it pay. so bad I'll pay. Look, listen, I'm a massively irresponsible spender. I am EA's prime target. I'm telling you, man, just give me that giant controller with a massive flight deck in front of me. I'll pay a thousand dollars for it. I swear to God, I will just let me do this. That's all I want. In life. complete side note, you mentioning Steel Battalion, the very first PAX East I went to 
they had the steel battalion room there. That was just a room oh, yeah. of like 30 steel battalion things set up. And we the... played it together. Oh, okay. So it was the second year. I wasn't, yeah. I, I couldn't remember which, but no, oh, I, my I God. went with you your first year. Yeah. First year. They had it there in 13 when we went or 14 whenever we yeah, went. No, but me, me and Elijah also played it together the first year me and him went because we went, to, me and, we didn't did go, you go my first year? No. I went a year before you, didn't I? I went 13 or yeah, 13 was my first year. Did I, no, it, I went because, to pack. I, I, I went yeah, with I uh, Mike, Tom, yeah. and Nick. Yeah, because the first year I went, the only person I had to hang out with was Cameron. That's true. That's right. Um, and then I went the year after, and me and you played Steel Battalion in that room. That yep. was one of the coolest experiences I've ever done. Like that, that dude, Steel Battalion is such a good game. Give me that in VR. God, we are. We are losing steam here with the VR, man. Like, like, there's so many cool experiences. Just give it to me. We we had something close with Steel Battalion on Connect, which I heard was just atrocious. We and like one of the worst the games ever made. The Connect era was a dark era in video games. Let's be honest. It ruined Fable as well. What about Dragon Ball Z Connect? No, we don't talk about that either. <laughs> we don't talk about the, the other game that came out around that time, which was. Uh, no, there's there's another Dragon Ball game. I think it was Ultimate Tenkaichi. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That is the one. All right, Elijah, your topic this week was more PS5 talk. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about PS5, or, or did we already cover that? So one big thing I don't think any of us talked about. What do we think of the console itself? Oh, like, it's beautiful. I love. I dude. I know P- it's very controversial. I love the way, the way the console looks. I do too. It it looks so weird when you set it down horizontally but at the same time i think the digital only one looks even weirder if you set it down horizontally i actually like the way it looks even horizontal man i mean i i think it looks the disc version looks more weird standing up in my opinion I agree. um but like dude people are, are, are really complaining about online but what was the alternative really a giant black box like the xbox i mean come on like it, it looks cool it's gonna sit under your tv you're never gonna notice it but like Give us, you know, something neat to look at. I think the the LEDs on it look really neat. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think Sony did a good job with it, and I think like, people just like to complain a lot too. The only thing I don't like about it, and I I shouldn't even say I don't like about it because I'm sure I'll get it and then just never complain about it. And be like it's fine. Is how the disc drive is on the underside. I, I think I, it would look. I think it would look more weird if the disc drive was on the top side. I think it would look more weird. I just feel like it would be more functional. But at the same time, I haven't used it yet, so I don't actually know. Yeah. So I can't. I can't wait for this fall, man. There's so much good happening this fall. I mean, we're getting Cyberpunk. We'll get you know, Star Wars Squadrons coming out this fall, October second. Yes. Yeah, man, that's coming out this fall. Like the PS5 is coming out this fall. Like it's it's a good time to be a gamer. It reminds me a lot of 2017 because I, I specifically remember guys. I don't know. I don't know if you remember this or not, but we were doing the RNM podcast in 2016, and someone wrote in. It may have been Mike. I'm not positive. Maybe it was Alden or Vetsall. You know, back when he used to listen. I don't know what happened to that guy. I hope he's still around. But he, they, someone wrote in and said, "Is 2017 gonna be the best year in video game history?" And I remember all of us looking and be like, "What? No way!" And then we actually looked at what was coming out. It was and like it, we were blown away by everything that was coming out in 2017. And I kind of feel this way this fall. Like there's just there's a lot to be excited for. And I'm, I'm really excited for and, and hopeful for this fall, because right now, honestly, like everything's so depressing. 
in the world. Uh-huh. Y- you know, we we got the Corona thing and the election thing, and you know, like everyone's and all that. Everyone, yeah, yeah, everyone's just being so negative, and and like I'm really looking forward to a time when we can just sit down and be happy with what we have, and I, hopefully that's this fall. Maybe not. I mean, the election's going to be a big deal this year, but I'm I'm hoping that you know this fall when things are coming out and we can kind of just focus on the games that are coming out and be happy. Like I really hope that we can take a second to just process everything and, and, and not let it pass us by without being super sad about everything going on. I don't know. That's my rant. But my, uh, my topic this week is the suicide squad Gotham Knights game from Rocksteady that got unintentionally confirmed this week. Um, so we've been talking about Batman the last, I don't want to say the last few episodes, but a few episodes now Batman has come up and it wasn't, I think we, we all had confirmation that rock said he wasn't making the next Arkham game, but this came out and Elijah, you said it was a website that leaked or something. So there was a leak of like whatever it's called when websites get, like a a name like documented as like this is the website's like blah 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 a blah, URL blah. or a yeah URL name. So, like for example GothamKnights.com was found um, which is believed to be WB Montreal's game um and there was like su- what is it Suicide Suicide Squad kills the Justice League dot com or something like that and Suicide Suicide Squad game dot com like those three were found. And that doesn't really give that much to go off. But then we also have that story about from a Eurogamer about that Rocksteady is in fact working on a Suicide Squad game, which Suicide Squad has been rumored for a couple months now from them. Um, So we don't have a whole lot to go off of. But one big reason I think this is a good topic and I want to hear everyone's thoughts on this is I know we have differing opinions on this. Um, yeah, and like I'm, I'm curious to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, all right, so real quick, there is an IGN article by Jordan Ullman, and I just want to read this. Um, it says a new report claims that Batman Arkham Studio Rocksteady is indeed the developer behind the Suicide Squad game mentioned in the domain name registrations. According to Eurogamer, the London studio has been working on the project for years, and the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League domain is potentially the game's full title as well as a sum- summation of its... Con- I've never heard that word before. Summation? summation. Yeah, I, good word. I've heard it before, but I don't hear it very often at all. That is a... I'm going to have to add that to my mental dictionary. That's a good word. Eurogamer also says that domains are registered by WB Interactive that Gotham Knights it does refer to WB Montreal's long rumored Batman Court of Owls game and that both games will be shown in some respect at the DC fandom event. Now, Gotham Knights... Wasn't that the first person shooter? That was uh, Gotham City Imposters. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Here's my thing about the Suicide Squad, and I and I know this is gonna hurt Elijah's feelings. <laughs> I already know where this is going. The Suicide Squad, in all my years of being a comic book fan, has never had a decent story, except for the animated movie that came out, which was incredible. Which one? There's so two good. of them. Assault on Arkham. Uh, Assault on Arkham. That one what do you is think of the second one. I I don't think I've watched the second one. Okay, Assault on Arkham though is a legitimately great movie. 
Suicide Squad is in itself an issue because except for Harley Quinn, you have a team of at best B-rated villains that come together and are supposed to do some sort of justice in this world. Here's where the Suicide Squad thing falls apart for me, guys, and especially Harley Quinn. These guys are all mass murderers. Yep. And I just cannot get behind them being heroes. So think about Harley Quinn for a second, especially the Harley Quinn that we're going to have in the context of the Suicide Squad game, if it's in the Arkham universe. She has done some horrific, horrific things. And I think she plays best in the role that she's in, which is the crazy Joker girlfriend. Harley Quinn has been redefined by DC over the last 10 to 15 years, right? Now now she's more of a quirky anti-hero, which came about because people started becoming fans of her. And now she's pushed into everything. I'm kind of sick of it. It's sort of like I'm extremely sick of Deadpool. Well, think about her evolution. She started, Paul Denny, you know, created her Mm -hmm. in the, uh, in, in the animated animated series, right? Yep. Yep. Then we had the Arkham games and that sexualized her, you know, but she was a badass, you know, and then now we get what we had in the uh, live action stuff. See, I'm actually like, there's certain characters that I'm very much okay with being sexualized. Harley Quinn is one of them. Well, because, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that was her evolution. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's a conversation to have, right? Because there's other characters that doesn't, don't really make sense. But I think with Harley Quinn, it not only fits her personality, but it just, it, it suits her history as well. Like, She's a person that does not care that much about herself. She is the Joker's pawn. And I think the biggest mistake they ever made with Harley Quinn was separating her from the Joker and trying to make her an anti-hero because it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, like there's been stories recently of like her teaming up with like Nightwing and Batman and like she is not the same. She, she Harley Quinn is not in the same vein as this. Like Harley, Harley Quinn has uh, a kill streak that is miles and miles long you know and she she is not a good character and i think that her stories fall short when they try to make her this quirky fun good character because that might work for someone who's followed comics and stories for um you know three years four years but for me when i see harley quinn in roller skates like trying to like make good change in the world i'm like what when did this happen you know and it happens slowly over time but nonetheless, I I, I, I kind of sidetracked there. When I when I think of a Suicide Squad game, I can't think of a single way this turns out good. Like, if if this is a, a narrative game based in the Arkham universe, sort of like Arkham City, Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum, but it's not. But we don't know that, right? We we have no idea what this game is. Well, what were some of the things that came out about it, Elijah? Um, uh, supposedly, it is a games as a service kind of game. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, essentially I look at the suicide squad game and be like, if you want to see what it sounds like, it's going to be take a look at the Avengers game coming out. And that's what I think it's going to be similar, which to. would make sense, right? Because DC is constantly competing with Marvel. Yep. I don't see a single way this game comes out on top. I mean, for first off, like 
and then, no, I shouldn't say that because Marvel's Avengers looks absolutely terrible, and there's yes. been no fan hype about it whatsoever. And I think that game is going to crash and burn. That being said, I cannot understand how anyone's going to enjoy playing this game either. Like, I just think the time has passed, guys. You you know, like the game's a service thing. There's only so much you can. It reminds me. You know what this reminds me of? That the game's a service thing. It reminds me of the mid 2010s when everyone was trying to compete with world of warcraft and the thing was was that the people who were going to play mmos had already tried it if they stuck around they had already devoted hundreds and hundreds of hours into world of warcraft and there's only so much time in the day now what we've got here are a ton of games of service like destiny like um anthem not that that really counts at this point but it you guys understand up, what i'm yeah. saying um the division the division yeah all, all these games that require so much of your time if you want to be good and you want to be competitive at them i don't think that there's any more room in the ecos the gaming ecosphere for games as a service I, I just don't see any more games becoming successful until destiny dies off or, you know, apex or overwatch or any of these games die off because they're just, they're commanding so much of people's attention as is. That's exactly right, man. That's exactly yeah. right. They, 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 like I would love, and, and I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of preaching here. I, I don't mean to just take up all the, the bandwidth talking. No, I, I um, love to hear it. I would love for a suicide squad to come out. And make me change my opinion on them. There's nothing I love more in this world than a good story, especially when it pertains to comic books. You know, because I, it makes me feel justified for being a comic book fan. Um, it makes me proud of the medium for how far it's come. I don't think that the Suicide Squad game is going to do this. I want to be on record saying that, and I hope I'm proven wrong. Well, remember, Rocksteady is developing it, so they haven't put out a bad game. Other games have been exceptional. Um, the, you know, Arkham Knight had some issues, but it was still a good game, mechanically a, a good game. And if they're going to do this, this game they're going to be working on for at least four to five years, I would have to assume. Like, you've got to keep adding content to this, you know, um, DLC or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what we get you know and you have to make like you said besides harley quinn you got b rated um villains yeah you have so, to have villains that are going to be fun to be with that you're not going to be like oh man i'm stuck with this dude so let's mm -hmm. speculate a little bit here we have i mean i know we're running long this is our last topic and let's, let's speculate here a little bit because i i i really would like to know what you guys are are theorizing with this game so the first thing i want to do is go over what the main members of the suicide squad are right we so know it's off, gonna have harley we know that yeah absolutely so first off i have a list here obviously amanda waller is going to be in it yes amanda waller is the person that pretty much encourages the suicide squad to go out and either they are encouraged via a bomb in their neck that's going to go off if they uh go away or not go away, uh, go AWOL is the word I was looking for. Or they're encouraged with freedom, which is just the absolute worst. Um, we have Deadshot. Uh, I, Floyd, Floyd Lawton. Right. Um, and 
we can all imagine that Deadshot's probably going to be, you know, a shooter, although Deadshot does have hand-to-hand combat skills. Mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, um, obviously a melee-type character. And um, and we have already yep. gotten combat from her from Rocksteady. Yep. Uh, we have Captain Boomerang, George Harkus. Yep. Who is, I mean, just the worst character ever. Um, Killer Croc, who is a, a, a genuinely cool character, although I, I would argue underused. They need to do something more um, like the lizard from Spider-Man with agree them. agree with that. Uh, Katana, who uh, also a cool character. And then you have other 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 uh, characters that aren't seen as much, like Enchantress, uh, King Shark, mm-hmm. Polka Dot Man, um, Bronze Tiger, Killer Frost. I, th- I think there's a good chance we'll see Killer Frost in there. Um, here's the thing, guys. There's a couple characters here that I think translate well to video games. Killer Croc, Katana, Harley Quinn, Deadshot. What do you do with like Captain Boomerang, um, Killer Frost? Copperhead, like, what? How do you how do you make those characters playable? I'll, I'll tell you, like, as a game developer, I wouldn't know how to do it. And well, make it Copperhead fun. was a um, was a um, a boss battle in which one was it? Was it City or Origins? It had had to have been. I would say Origins? the only two I haven't I played, so I couldn't answer that one. You haven't played yeah. City or Origins? No, I've played Night. And oh Time. man. Yeah. Origins, so, Origins is my favorite. I think I, it's I Origins. It. it is Copperhead. So she was a a boss battle, and she's fast. Boy, I tell you what, that's she her was whole fast. that's her whole stick. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it is Origins, yep. dude. So I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand how this is possibly going to come together as as a good video game. I, well, I, if you have a good writer, which they did in the first two, um, even Origins was good, written good. If you have a good writer for like a base story and the mechanics are going to be there because they'll probably use the same engine that they did for Arkham Knight. And you have like, you know, all of the rules, all the the procedures for whatever, you know, I I don't think it's going to be an MMO, but it'll be kind of MMO-ish, maybe. I mean, is that sort what of the like des- sort of like Destiny? Yeah, is what you're, right. You're thinking. So as long as they have good rules for it that keeps it balanced, it, it could shock a lot of people. It is rock steady, so that's why I'm like, I'm going to wait and see on this. When when you envision this game in your head, what do you see? Oof. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to wrap my brain around. What what kind of game is this that you see? possibly working out and like here's my take on it like we all know i love suicide squad and it started with because i like harley and then when i watched assault on arkham i i started liking suicide squad as is i love the whole b villain aspect uh and that's why i i am excited for this game also fully understanding that it could be terrible like i will i will make sure to put that out there I'm Alexa, sure let, me, let, me, let me let me bounce my question to you. What do you vision this game as? Uh, actually, funny enough, uh, kind of very similar to what we saw, you know, today in the Marvel's Avengers gameplay stuff. Something very similar and akin to that. Preferably better, but that is kind of what I vision. Something between that and the like Arkham series gameplay, but. We're hoping they could always change it up. We don't know, but 
I don't know. I I'm hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Is I guess. So I mean, like, what do you see? Like, just okay. These are your missions. Go. No, I mean, like, it it, it's going to have a story, but if it is the, uh, I'm totally blanking on the name. The words we just used for, uh, like the online. If if it's going to be that way, it will be the these are the story missions, and if it's open world, go here to start the missions. And it'll be one of those start it up and give it a few moments for other people to join in the mission. Um, or like that's, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. Like if it's open world, it's going to be a go to the place of this mission. Do you want to start this mission? Yes. All right. In 30 seconds, it'll start finding other people to join the mission. That's what I'm thinking, man. I just. I'm hoping I'm wrong on that one. <sighs> like I said, what do you I'm, think, Seth? I think I think Elijah's right. I think this is going to be a very similar co-op game to uh, Marvel's Avengers, and I think we're going to get a um, what was? Uh, uh, now I remember Battleborn. I think we're going to get a Battleborn thing See, going on. I don't think so, just because I know Battleborn is much more of like if it's much more of the hero shooter genre. Then... No, 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 no. You're, mis- you're misunderstanding what I'm oh, saying. I think oh. we're gonna get a game that comes and, and disappears immediately. Like I, I guys, I, I, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I do not see this game going anywhere. And, and like I said, I am super excited for it, but also fully understanding there's a very good chance it is terrible. WB as a publisher has money to put into it. Well, they're also for sale, right? Yes. Yeah, they're also for sale, which which is a big problem in its development, if I I had to guess. And yeah, here here would be my guess as to how, because the properties are going to stay with WB. Because essentially they're selling the WB game division, which doesn't like DC property is staying with WB. My- See now, hold up, hold up. Did did you listen to Sacred Symbols this week? Yes, because they made a really good like a really good argument for that. These properties could come with it because the price they're asking for is absurd. So my guess is isn't so much that the properties will come with it because remember, okay, so AT and T owns Warner Brothers. AT and T yes. owns DC. Um, AT and T does not own Harry Potter. It does not like it has the. Uh, movie rights and the rights for the games and that but i don't know if it can just get rid of the rights for the games without you know what i mean like talking to the actual like owner of the, you know what i mean yeah. I, like i don't know we don't know the specifics that's the thing my guess is part of the deal with selling this is that the games that are currently in development will be finished like even if they go somewhere and even if say Activision buys them, I think we are getting the next mortal Kombat, uh, active or er, suicide squad, um, Arkham Knights and the Harry Potter game. I think we are getting all of those. And the two logos that will be on it are Warner brothers and Activision. I, I think part of the deal is these games that are already in development have to be completed. But again, I, I don't know. It's just a guess. But then there's also WB Montreal's game, which I'm more I'm looking forward to more. Sorry, I had my mic muted. I was gonna say, just as a side, I think the Harry Potter game is canceled. I did. I mean, there there has been nothing about it, and no. that game leaked like what two years ago? Something like that, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I think early last year. So almost two years ago. We're, we're running long here. I don't want Austin to crucify us because, you know, he's, he's got a lot to do. So I want to wrap this up. But one thing I do want to I am curious about, Elijah, why yeah. are you a fan of Harley Quinn? What makes what makes her appealing to you? So when I first started, I walked into the comic shop to buy the new Tomb Raider comic that was starting. Great and, comic shop. Shout out to Isle Comics. Uh, I haven't been to that one yet. Um, well, they're 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 America's most wanted. They 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 rebranded after yeah. they shut down. Yeah. Um. I, like I haven't been to the actual Isle of Comics one yet. I want to though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. And I I liked the idea because I was curious about Harley Quinn before, but. I got into her once it was more the standalone. She became the antihero. She became the just like the wacky antics of living, like owning this apartment building with these wacky people. And I love the personality. Um, I, I, and I think that's the big thing that really stuck with me is the personality for kind of personal reasons. I'm not really going to go into right here. But just like the traits and how she acts, things she says, stuff like that is what really stuck with me as a character. And so you haven't you haven't followed her since her early days, though. I've never seen the animated series. I want to really what? bad. I'm yeah. sorry. What just happened wow. on this show? Yeah, I want I want to see what it really you... bad. Wait, did, like, you're talking about the Bruce Tim 90s animated series, right? Correct. Like where Harley got her start and everything. I've never seen that series. Like what my first I'm, my first how? introduction, like real introduction to Harley Quinn. I mean, like I've seen her in like different like animated films and stuff before, but like I was never really super into comic stuff yet. My first real introduction to her was in in that comic store that day, looking at the first issues of Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connors new 52 Harley Quinn. I'm OK. Um. I'm I'm sorry. I'm still struck back by the fact that you've never seen the animated series Batman. Like you're not the first people to say so that. So did you watch cartoons as a kid? Yes. What did What did you watch? Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Gundam, Transformers, Pokemon, Digimon. But uh, at no point, and at, at no at no point in time, the the Batman no. animated series or I, the Justice League or nope. Teen Titans was maybe the first comic thing I really watched. Wow, that's crazy to me, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, you um, should go back and watch those older episodes. I man. really want to. Like, it, it is definitely like I want to grab the animated series on Blu-ray sometime. I think they're all on Amazon Prime. You can watch them. Um, or I guess they they probably are on the DC DC Universe. Yeah, DC Universe, which is a terrible name for a streaming service, but um, yeah, dude, go back and watch them. There's there's something special because you know, like the thing with the uh, DC animated universe. Which a lot of people don't know. Um, what was uh, Batman versus Harley Quinn was actually a continuation of that universe. A lot of people don't know that. Um, you mean the most previous the the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, loved it too. It was so fun because yeah, it was Bruce really good. Tim the the animated style is back from you yeah. know during that time, and I loved it. I know a lot of people had issues with it, but I, that's actually out, the main people. reason I haven't watched that movie yet too. Why? Because I haven't seen the animated series. You don't need to watch it. Yeah, you don't need to watch. No, that has nothing to do with it. But um, like the the biggest thing I can give to this is I first got into comics because of Harley Quinn. Because of Harley Quinn, I got into the Suicide Squad. 
because of Suicide Squad, I got into some other side comics and that. So I really want to go back and explore much more of who Harley Quinn was and everything. And I think you're going to be disappointed because I think, I, although I think old Harley Quinn was a stronger character, it is very, it's very much different. It's a completely different yeah. character than, than what you've got now. Um, she's not Harley. Harley Quinn was a mass murderer. Like yeah. she was just as bad as the Joker, you yeah. know? Um, I, I, you know, I've dipped out of, of comic books because I, I think the, the writing has degraded quite a bit, but there is definitely, and I'll, I'll send you a list. There's definitely some Batman's because, you know, Harley Quinn takes place in the Batman universe. Yeah. There's definitely some Batman comics you need to read, man. You know, like, um, please do. I, I, I want to read. These. I, I haven't read hardly any of like those main, like I, I haven't read any Batman comics, any. Well, there's certain Batman comics that you can read without context of what's going on in the overall story mm-hmm. from that point in, in the Batman history, like under the red hood, hush, yeah. um, long Halloween, the long Halloween. Um, what's the, the really God, what's coach help me out here. What's the, uh-huh. um, the dark, the dark, the dark night. Is that the, mm-hmm. the one I'm thinking of? Like the yes. most famous one. Absolutely amazing. Elijah. Like they're, they're like when people want to argue, that comic books aren't a serious medium or that they're not like real literature. I always say, go read Batman, the dark Knight, because, um, that, that is a story that when you read it, you, you put it down and you're like, Oh my God, I'm not crazy. It's, it's called the dark Knight, right? Or the dark Knight returns. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dark Knight returns. Yeah. Now the sequels that aren't, aren't as good, but, um, there's, there's a lot of comic book history and, 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 stories that you should read as a fan of Harley Quinn, because I think that it gives you a lot more context to who she is. Yeah. I, I really want to, I'm, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but uh, no, I was curious it, because it's actually I, very I, I personally, because I, I personally don't think Harley Quinn is a good character these days. So I was curious as to why you gravitate towards her so much. You still have that statue. I bought you for your birthday the one year. Oh yeah. Sitting right over there. Yeah, dude, that's a good statue. That's so really, it's a great statue. The dark Knight. What was cool about that? The animated movie that they did a few years ago, they kept the animation style similar to Frank Miller's to what Frank Miller did through the, yeah, it was, it was a two parter. It was phenomenal. Um, Now, fun fact, as Elijah likes to say for the, um, the, um, the flashpoint. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure. Have you seen the flashpoint, uh, Seth, the movie or the book, the movie, I haven't, I haven't watched the movie. I've read the book. Okay. So I'm not sure about the book, but in the movie, the character, when, when they go back to the, that, you know, other parallel, the character that plays Harley is, um, Bruce's mom. Oh, really? Oh, no, 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 no. I do know. I, yeah, that was in the book. That was yeah. in the book. And Batman is his dad because yes, Bruce was killed. Because yeah. Bruce was killed. Yeah. Yeah, right. Loved it. I I freaking loved it, man. That but she you know, she became more of like the Joker character instead of yeah. Harley. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, man. Definitely. There's some Batman is by far it like, and, and you know what the crazy thing is, dude? Like, it's not even close. It's not even close that Batman is the best written comic book hero there ever is, there ever has been, and there ever was. Like, like for some reason, the stories that people have been able to put together with Batman are unparalleled. Like. Like if you want to make someone a comic book fan, you give them four of the best rated Batman 
graphic novels and they will become a comic book fan. Oh yeah. And and the thing is, is that like you want to compare like like the best rated Batman books compared to the best rated like Superman books. It's not even close, dude. Like Superman All Star is not even close to the top ten Batman graphic novels. It's so weird. Hush, early two thousands. Hush is that's where my favorite I got comic my, book. Yeah, that's when I switched over to DC and. Just looking at the art style, I was like, whoa. Jim Lee, this, man. He's my favorite artist. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Like um, when, when he's fallen down, man. Yeah. And then and, boom. Yep, dude. Jim Jim Lee's the best artist in, in the game. And it's a shame he doesn't actually do comics anymore. He just has covers. But I understand that, too. It's, it's a lot of work. But we'll wrap it up. I know we're, we're rambling on about comics and whatnot. But uh, sorry, Austin. <laughs> so... Anything, any closing comments you guys want to want to leave here? No, hopefully I, uh, I think we'll we, have we, the eventful week. So we, yeah, this was a good week to talk games. Yeah, this has been a good episode of the podcast. I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're able to pull, pull something together here. Uh, so remember guys, we are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and tune in. Um, if you're listening on any of those feeds, please drop us a like and a review it really helps out the show. Share us with your friends. Let the people know we are a new podcast starting out. Although we've been doing podcasts a long time, we rebooted the show. We're only 15 episodes in. We could really use your support with getting our name out there. Remember to follow us on Twitter at FrameskipPod. That is at FrameskipPod. Facebook.com slash FrameskipPod. Um, you can follow our hosts at Seth S. Taylor. Coach is no longer on Twitter, so don't look him up. Elijah is at Loco Lizard Man. That's Loco Lizard Man. Austin is at Austin, the letter J, Eller. And if you need our direct RSS feed because you can't find us, remember to look up frameskippod.podbean.com. This episode should go up on Friday, the 26th of June, 2020. Thank you all for listening so much. And uh, until next week, guys, hang in there. Keep on gaming. Still looking for a final outro. Peace. I appreciate you. Love you.